0: Hello there, I'm Brandon Julian, the host of the UPDATE podcast. Spring break is finally here. It's all about getting out of town and uh, forget about all that family together and stuff, but it's about getting out of town and enjoying some time off, or as has been the case for me in recent years, catching up on much-needed sleep. I mean, think about it. As a kid, you had entirely uh, amazing. Amazing, you add so much energy. As an adult, you get up, you ju- you get up, you get dressed, you go to work, and then you go to bed. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully your spring break is going very well. And while we are off for this spring break to, uh, you know, just enjoy time off, spend time with the wife and whatnot. Uh, this week we are looking into our archives on the update. The past three years we've done on radio and also from the coronavirus crisis from the very beginning. So I might just sound a little bit different, just with really better microphone quality. But until after the spring break, uh, enjoy these, this episode of the update, uh, rebroadcast of The Update. And in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill tell hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And please be well. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Good afternoon. On The Update this Wednesday, developing story leads off. A truck has been involved in an accident, overturned, and slammed into a home in Queens, leaving debris strewn across the lawns of two homes. We'll have the latest details from the scene. At the rape trial of Harvey Weinstein, as two more former aspiring actresses are next up as witnesses, prosecutors are having more of them testify about alleged misconduct, as part of an effort to portray Weinstein as a serial offender. Is it a public safety issue? There's a political backlash over New York's new bail law that may have dimmed some moderate Democrats' appetite for further criminal justice reforms this year. The new virus in China now is starting to affect the games as international sporting events, including qualifiers for the Tokyo Olympics, are being affected. In Washington, the next phase of the impeachment trial is happening. Now that the opening arguments have wrapped up, senators are now getting a chance to ask questions. We'll give you the rules of the Q&A. And as Valentine's Day is approaching, a hotel in Canada is offering a unique alternative to traditional outings for couples. This is the update on day one of the written Q&As of impeachment. Wednesday, January the 29th, 2020.
1: From WKRB's World Headquarters in New York, this is the update with
0: Brandon Julian. And a very pleasant Wednesday afternoon to you. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us on the update this afternoon. We have a lot of news to get to this afternoon. We're going to begin today with a developing story out of a St. Albans section of Queens. A truck has been involved in an accident. It overturned and slammed into a home this morning. According to WABC, it happened around 1130 on 116th Avenue in St. Albans, leaving debris strewn across the lawns of two homes. Authorities say that the incident started as a two-vehicle crash and two people were taken to North Shore University Hospital with some unknown injuries. Uh, Police are still investigating the cause of this accident. We'll give you any new details that come out of this when we recap our top story a little after 2.30 this afternoon. WKRB news time is now 2.01. We go now this afternoon to the Harvey Weinstein rape trial where two more former aspiring actresses are next up as witnesses. One of the actresses says that Weinstein raped her after she failed to write him off as a, quote, dirty old man. The other claims that he offered her movie roles in exchange for joining in a threesome. Prosecutors are using the two so-called Molyneux witnesses to uh, bolster their case against Weinstein. The judge in this case has allowed them to testify about prior bad acts and quotes that didn't result in criminal charges because of the statute of limitations and other legal issues. They're expected to to take the stand this afternoon in a case seen, of course, as a milestone for the hashtag MeToo movement. Let's go further in depth with the Weinstein case. Because we all know Harvey Weinstein is charged in the sexual attacks on two women. But prosecutors here in the city are having four more of them testify about alleged misconduct as part of an effort to portray him as a serial offender. Of course, you may remember the same strategy helped convict comedian Bill Cosby at his Pennsylvania molestation retrial back in 2018. Legal experts have said that while New York law greatly limits how much a jury can hear about a defendant's past, uncharged behavior, and there are some circumstances where it is allowed. Weinstein, of course, says that any sexual encounters were consensual. His lawyers, though, have have sought to sow doubts about his accusers' credibility. W. WKRB, news time is now 2.03. Speaking of the Weinstein trial once more, it's moving at a faster pace than predicted, with three more of his accusers expected to testify before the end of the week. Yesterday's court action, of course, featured testimony from a former roommate of Mimi Haley, who told jurors earlier that Weinstein forced oral sex on her at his New York City apartment back in 2006. The former roommate, Elizabeth Enton said Haley told her about the encounter a short time after it happened. She said that Haley was anxious and pacing. She recounted telling Weinstein, no, no. Of course, Weinstein says any sex he had with women was consensual. On to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And a man who was accused of taking part in a violent gang raid back in 1984 has finally been exonerated and formally cleared of the crime. The New York Times reports that Rafael Ruiz was exonerated from the charges against him in state Supreme Court in Manhattan yesterday after serving 25 years in prison. Ruiz was first arrested back in May of 1984, when at the age of 24, he was charged with taking part in the violent rape of an 18-year-old woman on a rooftop in Harlem. But last year, 10 years after his release from prison, a DNA test of the victim's rape kit came back negative when tested with Ruiz's sample. WKRB news Time is now 2.05. The Bureau of Prisons this afternoon has now reversed its course and is now holding off on transferring the warden who was in charge of the jail here in the city where Jeffrey Epstein killed himself last summer. A person who's familiar with this matter tells the Associated Press that the agency's is backtracking came after Attorney General Bill Barr stepped in and told officials to hold off on transferring Lamine Diné, who was given the active investigations probing the circumstances of Epstein's death. Nindé had planned to move to a leadership role at a low-security prison in New Jersey this weekend. Of course, Epstein was found unresponsive in his jail cell back in August, and was later pronounced dead. The impeachment trial is continuing in Washington. Uh, the opening statements have been made by both the prosecution and the defense and the next phase, the question, the written questions and answers from senators is happening right now as we speak. We'll give you the rules of the written Q&A in our US update in the next half hour. But an associate of Rudy Giuliani, who's awaiting an illegal campaign contributions trial, has a ticket to today's hearing, but he won't actually be going. Attorney Joseph Bundy asked a New York judge yesterday to relax bail conditions for Lev Parnas so he could attend the proceeding. And while the judge said the Parnas could travel to Washington, He refused to allow the removal of his electronic monitoring device. And the Senate also has refused to make an exception for Parnas to allow him to enter the chamber with the ankle device on. Electronic devices, by the way, are banned from Senate galleries. Bondi said in a tweet that Parnas will go to Washington anyway with his lawyers to show support for a fair trial with witnesses and evidence. WDKRB News Time is now 207. Matthew Alcoyne, who is a 29 year old composer, will now have the world premiere of his Uri Deese at the Los Angeles Opera next month, and then move to the Metropolitan Opera in the fall of 2021. More than 70 composers from Monteverdi to Glass have written operas inspired by the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, but that didn't deter Alcoyne from adding his name to the list. The libretto by Sarah Rule is adapted from her play of the same name, which recasts the story of the music- musicians' descent to the Underworld, By focusing on his wife. To the state capitol in Albany we go this afternoon. But there's a new political backlash over New York's new bail law. And now it may have dimmed some moderate Democrats' appetite for further criminal justice reforms this year. Reformers had been riding high last spring after persuading the legislature to pass an overhaul that had eliminated most cash bail for for most of the nonviolent crimes. They were hopeful of winning additional reforms on issues like parole eligibility, solitary confinement, and police accountability. But now these same advocates are finding themselves on the defense, amid some deep criticism from prosecutors and law enforcement officials who say that the new bail law has jeopardized public safety. And most of the concerns are revolving around stories of criminals and some defendants being released from jail under the new law and then committing new crimes. We'll see where the tale goes from here. WKRB News Times now, 2.10. And finally, this afternoon, up in Farmington in Connecticut, uh, officers there are investigating the apparent uh, suicide attempt by Fotis Doulos, who's been charged in the murder of his estranged wife at his home today. They're investigating for a second day in a row. Farmington Police Dispatcher Tom Savengi says a few officers remained at the house where Fotis Doulos was found in in his garage yesterday suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning. Doulos was taken to a hospital in critical critical condition and transferred to Jacoby Medical Center here in the city. A hospital spokeswoman, however, said that she could not share any information on his condition. WKRB News Time now, 2.11. We still have a lot more to cover on the update this Wednesday afternoon. It's a nice blue sky out there. It might just feel a little chilly on uh, the surface as our temperature is still below 40 degrees. And we have just have some minor delays and some midday planned work on the subways. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this afternoon, including how the new virus outbreak in China... Is starting to affect the Tokyo Olympic Games, including some of the qualifiers. Uh, that's all coming up uh, in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon. It's the final hump day in the month of January. Where has the time gone? Uh, here on 90.3 WKRB.
1: News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
0: Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org.
1: I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget?
0: Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
0: Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. WKRB News Time now 213. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this afternoon. Uh, Expect some longer wait times in your N and Q trains in both directions. After they removed a train with a soiled interior from service at uh, 34th Street, Herald Square. So allow some uh, additional travel time. As far as we know, your 4, 7, D, and F trains, along with the Staten Island Railway, they have some midday planned work on them until 3 or 3.30 this afternoon. For more details, you can check your local posters in stations, you can check at MTA.info or you can download the MyMTA app. Speaking of your N train, still a flooding protection work through the spring of 2020. The last stop is 86th Street. For service to and from Coney Island, use a D, F, or Q train. A free transfer is also available between the Avenue XF train station and the 86th Street N train station. It's about a five-minute walk, or you can transfer to the B-1 or B-4 buses when using your MetroCard. For wheelchair-accessible passengers, transfer to the D-Train at 34th Street, Herald Square, or New Utrecht Avenue, 62nd Street. Also, accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways they are running on are close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect today and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take our first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. you have been outside this afternoon so far. You know, we've had lots of sunshine But our temperatures are still struggling a bit to get up toward 40 degrees. Uh, We're still watching a coastal storm because as we said yesterday eight out of our last 10 weekends have featured either snow, rain, some type of precipitation. And at least for this weekend, it is still too close to call about whether we'll have a dry weekend or we'll have some sort of uh, precipitation. Uh, For the rest of this afternoon, we'll have sunny skies. Our highs will be around 42 degrees. And then tonight, we'll have clear skies. Our lows will be around 26. Currently, outside right now, it is 37 degrees and sunny. Humidity is at 40%. Our winds are north at 6 miles per hour. 37 degrees. We're going up to 42 this afternoon with lots of sunny skies. WKRB News Time is now 2.16. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. This virus, uh, the coronavirus, there it is, that's the name of it. The coronavirus in China, of course, has really made its impact around the world. The U.S. is even considering uh, canceling all flights to and from China, at least until the outbreak slows down. But uh, international sports, sporting events, including the qualifiers for the Tokyo Olympics this summer, are being affected by the spread of the coronavirus in China. The International Ski Federation has even canceled the first World Cup races uh, scheduled for testing the mountain venue for alpine skiing at the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. A men's downhill had been scheduled for February 15th in Yang, Yangqing I think that's the name of it, I don't know, lots of Chinese countries, to start a two-race weekend. And even games in China next week in Field, uh, field Hockey's Women's Pro League have been postponed by the sports' governing body. Olympic qualifying events scheduled for China in February next month in soccer, basketball, and boxing have also been moved elsewhere. China is also due to host the Indoor Athletics World Championships in March in Nanjing. Uh, More than 100 deaths in China have been recorded due to the virus. Uh, Finally, this afternoon, let's go out to Canton in Ohio, uh, where, of course, we're all still mourning the uh, loss of Kobe Bryant over this past weekend. So the widow of Thurman Munson, uh, the Yankee catcher that was killed in 1979 uh, while flying his plane in Ohio, has spoken out about the similar death of NBA legend Kobe Bryant. The Canton Repository uh, reports that Diana Munson was in the uh, Plain Township home that she shared with her late husband when she received word, of course, that the news that L.A. Laker icon Kobe Bryant died on Sunday. Just like Munson's death, uh, Bryant's death has prompted a nationwide outpouring of sadness and disbelief from fans and fellow players. Uh, Diana Munson said that the response to her husband's tragic death helped her get through it. We're learning some new information about uh, a possible device that should have been on, on the helicopter, but even that device might not have saved his life, Brian's life, I should say. We'll talk about that more in our U.S. update in the next half hour terms of today's action, Knicks and Nets are both at home starting at the same time, 7.30. Nets are at Barclays Center to take on the Pistons. Knicks are at the Garden to take on the Grizzlies. WKRB News Time now to 19. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it'll be time to talk about our Weird but True Stories. We'll tell you about a pair of engineers that took their relationships to new heights and also how a gang of thieves set up barriers of burning vehicles uh, to try to rob an armored vehicle. We'll tell you how that went. We'll also tell you about what happened on this day in history when we return in just two minutes from now. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon, the final hump day in the month of January, and it's also day one of the written Q&A's of impeachment. We'll tell you the rules in our U.S. update in the next half hour here on 90.3 WKRB.
1: Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns
0: in a moment.
1: When I grow up, Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
0: Welcome back uh, to the update, Brandon Julian. Wednesday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. Streaming online wkrb.org. Uh, can't believe the month of January is just about over. I can't believe Valentine's Day is, uh, yeah, about to be here. Uh, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a long con, conver- I had a long conversation about this with my uh, uh with my partner the other day about the if you really like someone you don't need to wait till February 14th, to celebrate Valentine's day. Shouldn't it be whenever you're with that person is Valentine's day? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's a question that just will be left up to uh left up to history. Some people think Valentine's day is just a day where they can sell stuff. You know, people sell chocolates. People sell just a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, Uh, Me and my wife, we already shared our gifts for they were supposed to be for Valentine's Day. But uh, we mutually decided that we ain't waiting another couple of weeks. That's uh, (laughs) uh, that uh, that wasn't happening. Uh, (laughs) uh, We'll give you details about your exclusive WKB forecast coming up in our next half hour. And at the end of the broadcast tonight, I will tell you about uh, a hotel that's offering a unique alternative to traditional outings for couples. If you're people who celebrate Valentine's Day, I suggest you listen. Anyway, our WKRB news time is about to be 2.25. Uh, Let's talk about the weird but true stories we have this Wednesday. Uh, There's a pair of uh, civil engineers. Uh, They took their relationships to new heights atop a New Hampshire bridge. Uh, Dan Del Tufo arranged to have the Memorial Bridge in Portsmouth uh, lifted to its maximum height. And that's where he surprised Julia uh, uh, Colmerton with, with a marriage proposal. And she said yes. The Boston Globe reported yesterday that the couple met at the University of New Hampshire and have, both of them have worked on projects around the bridge. Del Tufo says he had to make the proposal on Saturday, as special as she is. Now that, my friends, is what we call a Valentine's Day success story. Although, even now, if I'm th- now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I have not thought. When I, whenever I do decide to propose to my partner, I have no idea how I'm going to do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be on a beach. Uh, is it going to be a Disneyland? Uh, oh, that's that's one of those things that just requires a whole lot of thoughts and I haven't thought about it as much as I should have. (laughs) Anyway, finally this afternoon, (laughs) there was a gang of thieves that set up uh, barriers of burning vehicles and spilled nails along a highway near Milan, near Italy. And that was all in a bid to try to rob an armored vehicle, but they were all foiled when the driver evaded their traps. The La Presse news agency says the assailants, believed to number about a dozen, fled the scene and they still remain at large. The attempted robbery took place late yesterday on a major north-south highway in Italy. The robber set a dozen vehicles on fire in both directions of the highway and ran the armored vehicle with a tractor trailer. But the robbery attempt failed when the armored vehicles' driver managed to pull into a rest area, and the police then intervened. Imagine if there was just a whole bunch of ATMs in the back of that the back of that uh, in that armored vehicle. As far as I know, nobody has been able to successfully, uh, nobody's been able to successfully uh, rob an ATM, as far as I know. W.E. Caribbean Newstime now, 227. Let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this January the 29th. The highlight of his day came in 2002, when in his first State of the Union address, uh, President George W. Bush said that terrorists were still threatening America and he warned of an axis of evil consisting of North Korea, Iran, and Iraq. In 1820, King George III died at Windsor Castle at the age of 81. He was succeeded by his son, who became King George IV. In 1856, Britain's Queen Victoria introduced the Victoria Cross to reward military acts of valor during the Crimean War. In 1861, Kansas became the 34th State of the Union. In 1936, the first inductees of Baseball's Hall of Fame, including Ty Cobb and Babe Roof, were named in Cooperstown, New York. In 1963, the first charter members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame were named in Canton, Ohio. Uh, they were enshrined when the hall opened in September of 1963. Also, poet Robert Frost died in Boston at the age of 88. In 1975, a bomb exploded inside the U.S. State Department in Washington, causing considerable damage but injuring no one. Uh, The radical group Weather Underground claimed responsibility. In 1979, President Jimmy Carter welcomed Chinese Vice President Deng Xiaoping to the White House following the establishment of diplomatic relations. In 1984, President Ronald Reagan announced in a nationally broadcast message that he and Vice President George H.W. Bush would seek re-election in the fall. In 1995, the San Francisco 49ers became the first team in NFL history to win five Super Bowl titles, beating the San Diego Chargers 49-26 in Super Bowl 24. In 1998, a bomb rocked an bo- abortion clinic in Birmingham, Alabama, killing security guard Robert Sanderson and critically injuring nurse Emily Lyons. Uh, the bomber, Eric Rudolph, was captured in May of 2003 and is currently serving a life sentence. In 2005, jetliners from China landed in rival Taiwan for the first time in 56 years. Also, Serena Williams defeated Lindsay Davenport 2-6, 6-3, 6-0 in the Australian Open final. And in 2006, ABC World News Tonight co-anchor Bob Woodruff and a cameraman were seriously injured in a roadside bombing in Iraq. Caribbean News time now after 2.30. We still have a lot more to cover on the update in our next half hour. We'll give you a recap of our top story. In Queens, a truck was involved in an accident, overturned, and slammed into a home, leaving debris strewn across the lawns of two homes. We'll give you any new details. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. We'll go to Wall Street. We'll talk some business news happening there. Later on, we will talk national news, including the rules of the next phase of impeachment. Now that the opening arguments are over with, senators are getting a chance to ask questions. And at the end of the broadcast this afternoon, as Valentine's Day is approaching, there's a hotel in Canada that's offering a unique alternative to traditional outings for couples. It's all coming up in this next half hour when we return. And that's, an, and that's an emergency alert system test for you. We'll have all of that coming up in our next half hour when we return in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon. Final hump day in the month of January here on 90.3 WKRB.
1: News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
0: Hi, this is Carville Gray, and tune in with me on the Soul Jazz Phenom every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Travel through the music world. Some call it old school. Others call it classics. You'll hear artists like The Temptations. Donnie Hathaway, Herbie Hancock. In each program will profile an artist like Nina Simone. Much more than this. I did it my way. And Marvin Gill. Oh, so you'll be crazy not to tune in
1: every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on 90.3 WKRB and uh, WKRB.org. You're listening to Brooklyn's best rhythmic station 90.3 WKRB with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New
0: York. And good afternoon to you again, a little after 2:30 on this Wednesday afternoon, not interrupted suddenly by an EAS tone. I'm Brandy Julian. Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's get you a recap of our top story this afternoon. It's a developing story out in the St. Albans section of Queens where a truck that was involved in an accident overturned and then slammed into a home. Uh, According to WABC, it happened around 1130 this morning on 116th Avenue, leaving debris strewn across the lawns of two homes. Uh, Authorities say that this incident started as a two-vehicle crash and two people were taken to North Shore University Hospital with unknown injuries. Uh, Police are investigating the cause of the accident still. Uh, That is our top story. On the update this uh, Wednesday, uh, let's get you around the city as another PM rush is about to dawn upon us. WKRB Time is now 2.35. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with a check of the local subways. Expect longer wait times on your L trains in both directions after they requested EMS assistance for someone at First Avenue. So allow some additional travel time. You also have planned midday work on your 4, 7, D, and F trains, along with the Staten Island Railway. Uh, these This work lasts until 3 or 3.30 this afternoon. For more in-depth information, you can check your local posters in stations. You can uh, visit mta.info or you can download the MyMTA app. On your N train's flooding protection work continues through the spring of 2020. Your last stop is 86th Street. For service to and from Coney Island, you can use a D, F, or Q train. A free transfer is also available between the Avenue XF train station and the 86th Street N train station. It's about a five-minute walk, or you can transfer to the B1 or B4 buses when using your MetroCard. For wheelchair-accessible passengers, transfer to the D train at 34th Street, Herald Square, or New Utrecht Avenue, 62nd Street. Also, accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train, or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways are running on or close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules they are in effect today, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecasts. Uh, weekends have been a problem for us lately. Eight of our last ten have featured some type of precipitation, and only two of them have been dry. at least right now, it's still undetermined whether we're going to have a dry weekend or not because there's a coastal storm developing, and if we all know coastal storms during the winter, a couple miles west, a couple miles east is all the difference between rain and probably near half a foot of snow. So we we'll still have to watch this one carefully, but the good news is after that, uh, after this weekend, our temperatures will start becoming milder. How do you like mid-50s uh, for the beginning of next week? But it will come at the cost of some, uh, some showers that will come along with it. So for this afternoon, we'll have sunny skies. Our highs will be around 42. Tonight, we'll have clear skies, lows around 26. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have sunny skies, highs around 39. Wind chills, though, will be between 20 and 30. Thursday night, will have partly cloudy skies, lows around 30. On Friday, we'll have mostly sunny skies, highs around 44. Uh, Friday night, we'll have that chance for rain and snow, otherwise mostly cloudy, lows around 33. And then on Saturday, same chance of rain or snow, otherwise mostly cloudy, Highs around 43. We should have a better look of uh, whether we're going to get rain or snow with possibly tomorrow afternoon. Currently outside right now, it is 37 degrees and sunny. Humidity is still at 40%. Winds are still north at 6 miles per hour. 37 degrees. We're going up to 42 this afternoon, going down to 26 tonight with clear sky. News Time now, 239. Uh, let's talk some business news on this Wednesday. Stocks shook off an early stumble and were trading broadly higher at midday as investors were focusing on solid earnings from several big companies. The gains were temporarily curtailed earlier on a report that Americans had pulled back on signing contracts to buy homes last month. Apple rose after reporting solid profit gains And industrial stocks rose after GE and Norfolk Southern reported strong earnings. Taking a look at the numbers on Wall Street, a little over an hour 20 to the closing bell. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is currently up 150 points to 28,873. The S&P 500 is up 13 points and the NASDAQ is up about 50 points. And there's a bank uh, down in Florida that says it will stop donating millions of dollars to Florida's private school voucher program after reports that some schools in the program discriminate against LGBTQ students. Fifth Third Bank said in a tweet yesterday that it will stop participating in the program until the schools have more inclusive policies. The decision comes after an Orlando Sentinel investigation found that 156 private Christian schools with anti-gay views educated more than 20,800 students with tuition paid for by state scholarships. The report says 83 of those schools refused to admit LGBTQ students. W. Caraby, News Time now, 241. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it'll be time to talk national news. And we will lead off with the next phase of impeachment written questions and answers from senators. We'll give you what the president is saying, what happened yesterday, and the rules of this next phase of impeachment. That's all coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandy Julian on a Wednesday afternoon. It's day one of the written Q&A's here on 90.3 WKRB.
1: Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns
0: in a moment. Most of my family...
1: They never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now i got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age as long as you go back and get it done.
0: The high school diploma is just added to the confidence and now I feel unstoppable.
1: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on an, any episode of the update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB update.
0: Welcome back to the update. Brandon Julian here at 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB Newstime is now 2.43. It is time to talk some national news on this Wednesday. And we are going to begin in Washington at the impeachment trial of President Trump. Uh, his trial is now shifting to questions from senators. It's a pivotal juncture as Republicans are now lacking the votes to block witnesses from testifying. Uh, But Senators are still straining for ways to deal with the fallout from former National Security Advisor John Bolton's forthcoming book. And that leaves them facing a potential setback in their hope of ending the trial with a quick acquittal. Uh, Trump's defense team rested yesterday with a plea to, quote, end now. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell privately told Senators That he doesn't yet have the votes to thwart Democratic demands for witnesses. Uh, Bolton has asserted, asserts, I should say, that Trump tied military aid from Ukraine to investigations into Democratic rival Joe Biden. Uh, Trump, meanwhile, says that Bolton's book is, quote, nasty and untrue. And now that the next phase of the impeachment trial is underway, senators are now getting a chance to ask questions. But there are some very specific rules to this phase. The senators cannot ask their questions out loud. Instead, they must submit their questions to the presiding officer, Chief Justice John Roberts. He will then read the questions and request an answer. The senators must direct their questions to either the House impeachment managers or the White House lawyers, not both. This question and answer session beginning today is expected to last two days and will give lawyers on both sides a chance to make their final points before the senators vote on whether to hear witnesses. WKRB News Time is now two hundred forty five. Also in Washington this afternoon, President Trump has now signed into law a major rewrite of the rules of trade with Canada and Mexico. Trump says it replaces what he calls the, quote, nightmare of a Clinton-era agreement that governed trade among the three countries. Uh, Trump says that agreement encouraged factories to leave the United States and relocate south of the border to take advantage of low-wage Mexican labor. He says that the new deal with Canada and Mexico will keep jobs, wealth, and growth in America. Experts say that the impact will be modest, though, given that Canada and Mexico already represent the top two export markets for U.S. goods. Meanwhile, out west in Riverside, California, uh, a plane that evacuated 201 Americans from the Chinese city at the center of the coronavirus outbreak has now arrived in Southern California. The aircraft landed this morning at March Air Reserve Base east of Los Angeles after a refueling stop in Anchorage, Alaska. All passengers underwent two health screenings in China and were screened twice again in Anchorage before being allowed to continue on the trip. The passengers will undergo additional screening today in California and will be placed in temporary housing. Officials haven't said, though, how long they'll actually stay there. Uh, Once the plane landed, a ground ground crew uh, wearing white clothing approached the airport and three buses pulled up nearby. We'll tell you about a device that wasn't on the Kobe Bryant helicopter and whether or not that same device would have saved his life in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 247.
1: Hi, Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it. And, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner.
0: Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, Just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it.
1: I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. uh, And I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around.
0: When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know?
1: We'd do anything for kids. Yet 1 in 6 children in the US struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: W. Carey News Time is now 248. Out west in Los Angeles, as the world continues to mourn the sudden death of NBA legend Kobe Bryant, There was a crash warning device that wasn't required on the helicopter that crashed. But experts still say they're undecided whether the instrument would have saved all of their lives. Jennifer Homde of the National Transportation Safety Board says that the pilot slammed into a foggy hillside outside of Los Angeles on Sunday after a minute-long high-speed plunge. And it's unclear still whether he was in control of the aircraft. Hammondy says that the helicopter wasn't required to have a terrain warning system that sounds as a danger alert. But one expert says that that alert might not have helped a disoriented pilot. The investigation, of course, still continues. In other news this afternoon, also in L.A., firefighters were plucking people off the roof of a 25-story residential building during a fire that erupted at about the sixth floor. Shortly after 10 o'clock West Coast time, it appeared that all the flames and smoke had dissipated, but authorities said that there were reports of an unspecified number of people that had jumped. Firefighters had swarmed the building on the city's west side earlier this morning. The fire department spokesman, Brian Humphrey, says an undetermined number of persons were reported to have jumped from the sixth or nearby floors. A large inflatable bag was set up on the ground on one side of the building. WKRB time is now 2.51. Down in Miami, it's about to be Super Bowl weekend this upcoming weekend. And Florida and federal law enforcement agencies are preparing for the Super Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. And they say they're ready for anything, including a detonated bomb or a massive food poisoning. But they say that they haven't identified any specific threats. Events for the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers kicked off back on Monday, with an interactive Super Bowl experience in Miami Beach and Super Bowl Live at Miami's Bayfront Park. It's a lot of mileage to patrol, but officials say that they are well prepared, and a Homeland Security official says, quote, it's all hands on deck. And finally this afternoon, down in Sanford in Florida, There are inmates at a Florida jail. Uh, They're now suing cloth pouches for kangaroos and koalas that have been orphaned by wildfires in Australia. The Seminole County Sheriff's Office today tweeted a video showing two inmates hard at work on sewing machines, stitching together what are called joey pouches for the orphaned marsupial. Sheriff spokesman Bob Keeling said the Wildcare Australia organisation has told the jail to finish the batch they've been working on and send them along. Wildcare Australia has asked donors to stop contributing joey excuse me to stop contributing joey pouches for the time being because they've already received so many from around the world. At least people are showing that they care. We all know that Valentine's Day is coming up, and if you haven't had time to shop for someone, don't worry. You still have time before the real Valentine's Day rush hits. Uh, But as Valentine's Day approaches, there's a hotel in Canada that's offering, uh, let's say, a unique alternative to traditional outings for couples. Uh, Your honorable mention uh, is coming up when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Listen,
1: my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen.
0: One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council
1: from new york city doing business in the same location since 1904 this is the update with brandon julian on 90.3 wkrb
0: welcome back to the update brandon julian here at 90.3 wkrb we are also streaming online on wkrb.org our wkrb news time approaching 255 just enough time left this afternoon for your honorable mention. Of course, we all know Valentine's Day is coming up, and if you still haven't shopped for your special someone, don't worry. You still have time before the real Valentine's Day rush hits. Uh, but there's a hotel in Canada that's offering, uh, let's say, unique alternative to traditional outings for couples. At British Columbia's is Hotel Zed they're offering a nooner baby maker special. Couples there can book a room for four hours from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seems early. Uh, But if the couple welcomes a new baby nine months after their stay, they can receive a free Valentine's Day stay for 18 years. And this special has been offered for the past five years. Uh, Hotel CEO Mandy Farmer came up with this idea when her kids were little and she was struggling to find quality, child-free time with her husband. Uh, She said, quote, I don't think we're going to convince someone who's not thinking about having a baby to have a baby. But if you're serious about expanding your family, why wouldn't you try? If you succeed, you'll win a way to celebrate your baby's conception for the next 18 years. Uh, the hospital has received some criticism, though, through letters and comments on social media, calling it shameful and disgusting. Uh, since the Babymaker promo that was launched on January 14th, one Facebook user has accused the contest of discriminating against people who don't want kids or who already have kids. Uh, The hotel responded directly to the Facebook post by saying it doesn't mean to discriminate and will take that into account for future contests. The promotional is meant, of course, to be playful and encourage happy, healthy sex lives, Farmer says. It's also consistent with Hotel Zed's brand, which is all about being different. Although I still say 10 to uh, 10 to 2. It's that's a bit early, don't you think? Um, WKRV news time is now 257 keeping an eye on the roads the rails and the skies it's time for traffic and weather together final check of your rail conditions this afternoon your one two and three trains are delayed in both directions While they work to address a switch problem at 96 streets without some additional travel time, you need alternate service on Broadway. For the meantime, use the M104 bus. We have midday planned work still on your 4, 7, D, and F trains and the Staten Island Railway until 3 or 3.30. For more information, you can check uh, your local posters and stations. You can download the MyMTA app or you can visit mta.info. Flooding protection on your N trains through the spring of 2020. Last stop is 86th Street. For service to Coney Island, use a D, F, or Q train. Accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train, or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways they are running on are close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules they are in effect today, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast this afternoon. We'll have sunny skies. The highs will be around 42. Uh, tonight, we'll have clear skies. Lows around 26. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have sunny skies. Highs around 39. Wind chills, though, between 20 and 30 all day. Friday, we'll have mostly sunny skies. Highs around 44. And then on Saturday, still watching that coastal storm, just a chance of rain and snow for now. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. Highs around 43. Currently outside right now, 39 degrees and sunny. Humidity is at 35 percent. Winds are north at 7 miles per hour. 39 degrees going up to 42 this afternoon. Only go down to 26 this evening with clear skies. Our thought for today is from Hex Pearson, a British biographer, born in 1887 and died in 1964. Our thought for today is misquotations are the only quotations that are never misquoted. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that. As we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Wednesday, January the 29th, 2020. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Hoping your news is good news for all of us here at WKRB. Have a great rest of your day. Be sure to bundle up if you're uh, heading out tomorrow with those wind chills between 20 and 30 all day. And honey, make sure you get home early tonight. Uh, If we head to this particular restaurant before 9 o'clock, they give us a free soda and a juice pouch. It's unbelievable. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. I'll see you back here tomorrow at 2.